Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stoffer with you. Just before we went to break, Oilers now trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Up for grabs, an opportunity to enter to win a Mark Messi 11 by 14 autographed and framed Oilers photo. Check out proamsports.ca. Visit them in the store, 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. The question name, the former Oiler captain, that's the assistant general manager of the Detroit Red Wings. The correct answer, Sean Horkoff. Page knew that. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780 the River Cree Resort Casino open 24-7, 365. And text us, and we're getting a lot of texts on the passing of John Short and Robin Brownlee on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday, just before we go to Ron McLean. Stoffer, uh, this in reference to the piece that Jason Greger just penned on Oilers Nation, referencing... Uh, well, apparently an infamous race that uh, Robin and myself had out at the Edmonton uh, Eskimo training camp. I do know all the offensive linemen were howling. Stoffer, I'd like to see you do a 10-yard dash now. Although you did look pretty good, uh, says Mark in St. Albert, as a speed skating sensation roller skate champion when skating with the Oilers families. Well, I wasn't with the Oilers families. I was in Seattle. The way you were skating looked like they should have had a disco ball out there flashing some lights. And some early 1980s pet shop boys. Well, on that note, all I can say is, Derek Scott, give me some pet shop boys. is indeed about lots of opportunities. Just got to go out there and make it happen for yourself. Sad day in Edmonton. John Short passing away at the age of 86. Robin Brownlee passing away suddenly at the age of 65. Two guys that contributed. Uh, Certainly uh, had him on Oilers now had him on Total Sports back in the day. Robin was a regular weekly contributor to the show as well. We head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Robin McLean for NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day is a game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino 131st Avenue and Fort Road. And I remember Dan Russell telling me one time, uh, Ron, that uh, he... Talked to John Short about how to do this concept of an evening sports talk show before Dan became a megastar in CKNW, which at one time had the biggest uh, bandwidth of any AM station in Western Canada. So certainly a sad day. Robin, of course, covered the Oilers' beat for both the Edmonton Journal and the Edmonton Sun. Was uh, very competitive on that beat. It's tough, uh, tough day for a lot of uh, uh, people that had the privilege of knowing those two gentlemen. 
Yeah, unbelievably uh, sad and uh, beautiful to reflect on John and Robin. And I'll start with John, and I'll start with the Pet Shop Boys. What have I done to deserve this? That's one of their hit songs. And I remember in 1987, I got a call about 24 24 hours ahead of the banquet to go and do the 1987 Stanley Cup luncheon at the convention center in Edmonton. And John ripped me to shreds the next day in the Edmonton Journal. It's funny, you know, I think about my life. Uh, he, he said, I don't remember exactly the quote. I put it in my book, but he said something to the effect, there wasn't enough time for Ron to suck up to his bosses. Uh, that was the basic line. So I, the same thing I get targeted with uh, 40 years later, John identified. So that just shows you had a keen eye even then. Uh, but I admired him greatly, you know, and I was kind of taken aback by the... Uh, Barb, but it was a, you know, it's again. I reflect on my my career. It's been lots of highs and lows. The, the Don thing was obviously uh, an yes. ongoing kind of low, and that was the, at a time when Dave Hodge had kind of unceremoniously been let go at Hockey Night in Canada. And who's the guy? Me that ends up in that chair, and it's just like you know, public enemy number one again. So, but I remember John uh, zinging me, and then I would see him, and we would laugh about it over the the years since. In a way, I always say John baptized me. He he kind of prepared me for the gig because um, everybody was gunning for me that day because uh, there was no Dave Hodge. Actually, Hodge was there doing it for uh, another brewery, Carling O'Keefe, and, and John Shannon was producing. You know, these games were on Global, the '87 Cup, while I was doing Hockey Night in Canada. Wow. Crazy. And then uh, Robin, I don't know as well, but obviously uh, from from the outside, uh, just. Uh, tremendous respect for all the hard work i i would hear Bryn and uh, robin and and you and robin and jason so yeah much loved uh, both of them in edmonton and uh, as you know bob the the media uh is a huge part of why we love uh, the elks or the oilers uh, it, it's a great tradition in the city and uh, those two are right there well, I uh, I already mentioned earlier in the show when we started today, and I didn't know that Robin had passed away when the show started. Right, but we right. talked about John, and I talked about you know sort of the the four pillars of the Edmonton sports scene. I don't mean to disrespect guys like Tiger Goldstick or Ernie Afaganis, but for me, you know, you had Brian Hall doing play by play, and I said nobody could sell like Brian, That's like right. Arthur, Arthur Miller could sell because he ended up with Maryland and he wrote Death of a Salesman, uh, so he could sell. But Halsey could sell and was a good play by play guy um and and was a talented radio man and then you had obviously rod phillips who i had the privilege of you know his final two years doing play-by-play of the oilers and just the passion that he brought uh wes montgomery greatest mc of all time and you talk about you know i mean i remember him doing a, a golden bears football and say ah oh, you've got young uh, rising uh, uh broadcaster bob stoffer that says here he's a freelance broadcaster translation he's not good enough to have a full-time job <laughs> i started i loved it it was so funny right and it would and you, you kind of in the back of your mind you're like hey i'm on my way to making it and then you'd sit down and have a drink or seven with him at most sports parlor back in the day <laughs> But you're was, right. That that was that was all part of it. You had to learn, like you see Glenn Sather and the way he led. I will say the uh, Eskimos uh, at the time were, were different in the sense that my my sort of guru was Hugh Campbell and Norm yeah. Kimball was kind of elegant. They 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 did it a little bit differently. And the and the broadcasters that I thought, well, Ron, you could maybe be Al McCann or you could maybe be Ernie Afghanis or maybe John Wells or maybe Bruce Bowie. You certainly can't be as funny as Wes, and you can't be as uh, you know incisive as John Short. Um, with those, you know, his command of sport and, and yes. words, uh, you know, that wasn't going to be for me, but it was all there. We, we were, we were so lucky to have uh, 
such leaders in, in the media field. In, in the, and you know, it's funny, you mentioned being in Detroit and the connection to John and the Tigers. But but for me and you, the, the 630 Ched rock and roll days, the 70s, you know, when they were top 40 radio, the, the station that was as big as Ched in the East, maybe bigger, was uh, the Big 8 CKLW in Windsor. And it was uh, like Ched. They had the, you know, sun stickers on the bumpers of all the yeah. cars around southern Ontario and into Michigan. Uh, and they were, uh, Bill Drake was a, a famous programmer from Fresno, California, who created the Drake format, which was essentially three record sweeps. And he took it to KHJ in Los Angeles. And then next, he took it to CKLW in Detroit. And they had a, a great, they had two great DJs. One was Tom Shannon. So funny that you always have John on, but Tom Shannon was one of the stars of CKNW down here in Detroit. And a, a guy who kind of admired him and became the next great top 40 DJ in America was Scott Shannon. So he actually stole Tom Shannon's name and Scott would go on to be legendary in the field of top 40 radio. But it all, you know, it happened on the big eight. They called it Moss Radio. It was huge in Detroit. They had a DJ. They had one of the first black great announcers, Walt Baby Love. And Walt Love of all the DJs on uh, CKLW, there was only one whose photo didn't appear in the program when they put out their uh, marketing. And Come it was on. because nobody knew, right? They, they they didn't know that he was a black commentator and he was, you know, in the in the middle of the civil rights riots and uh, right. you know, an amazing time in Detroit. Uh, they, they didn't want to expose him to the vitriol, but it, but it worked out great because he was the a, a superstar. You know, it's much like Brooks Robinson, um, did you know it's such a great job of uh, following Jackie, or Jackie Robinson, I should say, right. of, of following that opportunity with this superstardom? Yeah, uh, yeah Toby Love was uh, was amazing. Well, it's interesting because uh, John Short, as you know, grew up in Windsor and was a huge Tigers fan. Wayne Gretzky was a Tigers fan, and they loved Ernie Harwell, the play-by-play voice of the Tigers, and he was a mega star in this market with the Tigers back in the day. For sure, yeah. That's uh, you know, and even to this day, you know, anybody that's uh, London, I would say it's like Red Deer. They have to decide Leafs or Red Wings, and it's probably uh, pro Detroit. It's funny though. You had Sean uh, Horkoff, Sean Horkoff, as your trivia there. Um, just reflecting on when Edmonton upset Detroit in the opening round, right in two thousand and six, yep. and uh, Sean made the shot block and McTavish poured off the yes, yeah, poured off the bench to thank him. The Oilers had a huge third period that day, and see Iserman step off the ice at. Uh, the Coliseum in Edmonton, you know, the end of his career. Wow. Just for six degrees of separation. Um, Kevin Lowe partnered up with a guy named Sandy Nesbitt and was one of the, uh, there was 10 or 12 people that had invested in a place called Overtime Broiler and Tap Room. And the Golden Bears had won the University Cup. And on my own show, uh, old show that uh, Robin Brownlee was one of the regular guests on, uh, we had a contra element from Sandy, which I could never burn through during the year. And so he used to tell me, well, just bring the Golden Bears down if you win the University Cup, and they'll have one hell of a night. So that happened to be the night before Game 5. Uh, game 5 was a Saturday in Detroit. And obviously, Ron, you've met me now. You know how responsible I am. I left the vehicle there, took a yeah. cab home, and, and took a cab back the next day, called my wife and said, yeah, I'm going to watch the game here. And I don't know what it was, but I was just in the zone. And Chris Pronger had to have played the best, like as good as he was. The best game he had was in game five uh, at the old uh, JLA. He was 
incredible. Like, I've talked about this with Craig McTavish before, and it was just, he was on another, with all due respect to Nick Lidstrom, in that series, Pronger outplayed him, and obviously Dwayne Rollison outplayed Manny Legacy. So I just remembered in a, as the fog wore off during the course of the game that Saturday. Well, the, yeah, I was do like, your research, you know, that's very important too. There's two sides to the uh, to the job, and one of them's to be around the story when it's yes. not live on air. So good for you. <laughs> yeah, I felt a way to make the most of it. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers on their second eight-game winning streak. This is going to be a tough game tonight. This is a deep team uh, that can score. But just uh, uh, a bit of a thought on, uh, you know, the Red Wings for um, the previous four seasons had the worst combined record in the NHL. They're out of that now. They're a 2016 and 14. They can score goals. They got lots of guys up front that contribute offensively, uh, Ron. You know, and I think they have the great leadership and uh, Ben Sherrod came in to kind of settle down that defense. That's that's really, you know, you've been discussing how the Oilers are winning right now. It, it You know, it was nice to get a 2-1 to one victory, <laughs> notwithstanding the offside goal. Nice to get a 2-1 to one victory against Chicago where you don't have uh, five goals up on the board and, and you continue to cut your goals against us, as you indicated, second best in the league right now in goals against with Paul Coffey on that job. And it's, uh, I think, really important. And I think Derek Lalonde and uh, Steve Eiserman, when they decided on Lalonde as the head coach, they brought him in for that very reason. The Tampa Bay Lightning knew how to shut down when they had lead after they screwed up the Columbus series and got swept. They realized uh, the error of their ways and, and found ways to ensure they could shut down a game. And it looks like Edmonton's uh, learning that. Yeah, this this could be a tough one tonight. I, I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes you get a feel. I'm looking at this matchup. Detroit's rested. They haven't played in three days. Uh, the Oilers, their bottom six, look to be a little bit out of uh, out of gas uh, against Chicago, but maybe just the quality job by Luke Richardson. Uh, I got to ask yeah, you this. Just... I, I think I actually think it's because that was Chicago. I think that yeah. was the trap game. I, I feel like you know, no matter how you tried to get up for it, uh, and the crowd, bless their hearts, right? Chicago because of Bedard is you know full houses, and when Jim they did their job. sang the anthem, oh God, it was great, great energy. But I, I feel like Edmonton will be a lot better tonight than they were that night. Well, I, I hope you're. I got to ask you about the length of time the video yes. review took place. Your thoughts. Well, I, first of all, I agree with Rob Brown that uh, it was control for dry cycle. So I think, you know, in, in their obsession with, the, as Connor would call it, zooming it in, zooming it in to find out if his skates were over the line, they missed the, the plot. Uh, so I, I think, you know, it's funny, uh, Bob, you can, you know, when I when I think of that uh, Travis Kelsey touchdown, you know, it was obviously Tony who got the touchdown. Uh, Kaderis uh, caught the, yeah. the lateral. But when, when that was nullified over a simple illegal procedure, you know, offside, Terrible, right? And it's like, uh, it's almost like analytics in baseball when Kevin Cash decides to pull Blake Snell and they lose a World Series in Tampa. And when over here in Toronto, John Schneider pulls Jose Barrios at the top of his game, you know, because of analytics. So those are two demons that you can't live with and you can't live without. Analytics is one. And video review is the other because, you know, I mean, I can think of McDavid when uh, Velarde scored. Well, he didn't score. Moore scored. But in game three right. last year's series, right, L.A. was uh, off a high stick of Velarde. And only McDavid naturally would see it, much like only Dry said, who could make the play at the blue line he did. Uh, you know, I wish, you know, part of me wishes it was no no review because of just leave it in the hands. But on the other hand, I look at the state of our games right now. 
maybe analytics has made sport, you know, go up exponentially in its talent, and maybe video review in the end will come back to service McDavid because he's been burned <laughs> quite a few times uh, on it. But it might just be his year one, to get it when it means the most. So one more factor, gambling. Oh, you, right. you, you, that's a very good point, a very legitimate point, yes. I mean, every network has it, including yours. And, um, you know, we're probably 2025, I would say by 2025 in the province of Alberta, yeah, we'll be a little good. bit more open for business as well. And uh, yeah. comes with the territory. And so, uh, you know, because you have... Uh, it, but there it, again, I, Bob, you know, I always like when a, when a player, you know, there was an NBA game where a player chose, uh, you know, not to shoot uh, and started dribbling to kill the clock. And, you know, that little change, he, he screwed up. They were actually trailing. He should have shot. <laughs> and it looked like the fix was in absolutely look like yeah. but how will we ever you know what, what system will we create that uh, identifies intent so that you you can't follow you know the gambling storyline any more than you can use a you know a contravention of doctors confidentiality agreements uh, to make to make the gamble more legit by knowing the injury can't do that yeah uh, i you know what i mean i'm i'm pretty laissez-faire in a lot of things right like if it was up to me we'd have the drug inclusive olympics like that's just <laughs> right like like oh, I don't because know that. Yeah. i'm half joking you I, know that yeah, but I, I like richard pound i get a huge kick out of richard pound so i i won't i won't slag yes water. yes yes absolutely but uh you know it, it is an amazing thing you pull into brandon and there used to be a sign about their back-to-back national championships under jerry hemmings and as you know uh they had the two-lane pipeline from the guys that were kicked out for point shaving in the ncaa right. a couple of those guys were there <laughs> three of their starting five were from that team so but he ended up having a great run recruiting and had some terrific and exciting and electrifying players and wherever brandon went in Canada West basketball back in the day everybody wanted to see those guys because they were highly entertaining John, you know I gotta tell you this uh, John Short was an entertaining broadcaster uh, Robin Brownlee could certainly entertain as a writer and we love having you on the show as an entertaining guest thank you for joining us Ron yeah always great Bob enjoy tonight see you later you- you bet. That is Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day is a game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue and Fort Road. We'll tell you, guests and owners now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. We will wrap up with the Oilers injury report and this day in Oilers history when we return in Oilers now. We're going to go to this day in Oilers history for new ass travel again. Several others are looking forward to everybody that's going to join us for our Oilers Now New West Travel meet and greet Saturday at 1.30 in Montreal. And here's where we tell you we've got an upcoming trip, our third trip of the year. The first two sold out. You can join us for an exclusive four-night road trip to Dallas to see the Oilers and the Stars in April. Lots extra benefits on that trip as well. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Back on what's been a, a tough day uh, for people that love sports in Edmonton and love some of the personalities around sport in Edmonton. Uh, back at 630 Chen's, uh, Edmonton, here is Brendan Escott. Veteran Oilers, uh, Pat Hughes, uh, veteran Oilers forward Pat Hughes, that is, recording the fastest two shorthanded goals by one player in NHL history on this day in 1983. Burned the St. Louis Blues for two goals in 25 seconds on the PK, uh, two of his 25 goals that year. You know, I've told the story once. I'll tell it a thousand times. Uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, uh, Yari Curry, Paul Coffey, all those guys, Hall of Famers. My wife's mother, uh, Sheila McCaskill, worked for the Oilers for 25 years, and Kathy grew up around that team. And her favorite player was Pat Hughes. 
So it's great that she married the Pat Hughes of Edmonton Sportscasters. So a, a, a contributing member to uh, an elite group of personalities, two of whom uh, we lost today. Again, John Short passing away at the age of 86 and Robin Brownlee at 65. Tomorrow, Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli, who actually uh, tipped us off on uh, some other developments today for horse racing in Alberta. We should mention for the safety of the equine athletes and racing participants, live racing at Century Mile this Friday and Saturday has been canceled. Stay warm, everybody. We'll also have on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, Throwback Friday, George LaRock will join us. Uh, George was very good friends with Robin Brownlee. Uh, so throwback Friday for Conlon Motorsports with George LaRock. George is uh, currently uh doing a uh, speaking engagement uh, in the eastern United States, but he's going to take some time to join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by the City Ford Faceoff Show. Reed Wilkins will have, I'm sure, more uh, discussion on the passing of John Short, as well as Robin Brownlee, uh, Cam Moon, myself, John Shannon, uh, all will be some, Rob Brown will all be on that show today. Uh, we'll be rejoining you here in about a half hour time at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit Rock City.